Good afternoon. I'm Dave Wolf, uh, president of the Indiana Dental Association, and I am here this afternoon with Shane Springer, our uh, lobbyist, director of governmental affairs, and uh, he works with uh, IDPAC. So today we're going to talk about IDPAC. Um, first, I, I'd like to uh, mention that Tim Treat is our chair for IDPAC. He's a young leader, very outgoing, and uh, we're lucky to have him in that position, and I'm his vice chair. So Shane, what is your background in governmental affairs? So I've been involved in governmental affairs for about the last, I'd say, 10 years or so. I got my start initially as an intern with the Indiana State Senate, as a policy analyst intern. It was my job to go over the hundreds of bills that would be introduced and um, kind of catalog them, you know, uh, make sure that uh, we red flag the ones that we have concerns with and, you know, put some support behind the ones that uh, we wanted to see um, uh, get passed. That then transitioned into a full-time position with the Indiana House of Representatives. I was a legislative assistant for about four years. I worked with uh, four different state representatives and was essentially their Swiss Army knife. It, you know, it was my job to answer phones for them, deal with constituents, um, help resolve constituent issues, write press releases, uh, help with bill language and helping getting bills drafted, um, helping set up town hall meetings back in their district. Uh, anything they needed essentially is what I did. And after that I went to work uh, for then Lieutenant Governor Sue Osterman. Mm -hmm. Her and uh, then Governor Pence of course ran one, now Vice President Pence. And um, I worked in her administration for a couple years doing some uh, economic development work and public policy work and that then I jumped over to the Indian Economic Development Corporation, the IEDC, uh, where I was there for about three years, again doing economic development, public policy work and followed by that I went to work at the Indian Department of Workforce Development where I was their Director of Government and Legislative Affairs. So it was my job to oversee all uh, legislative efforts, uh, the drafting of bills, putting together language, you know, you can't lobby as a state employee, so I strongly advocated for our legislative items that we needed to get passed, work with the governor's office, et cetera. And, you know, and then I came over here to the IDA and I'm looking forward to... Next I'll ask, uh, what is meant by a part-time legislator and what's the difference between uh, short session and long session? Sure. So when Indiana's constitution was written, um, it was made very clear that we'd be a part-time legislature, and that's for a couple different reasons. They wanted to make sure that we didn't create career politicians here in Indiana. They wanted to make sure that people who came to the State House to represent their constituency also had a real job back home. Um, that was a very, very intentional. You have some states like I know Michigan, I believe Illinois too, they have full-time legislatures. So that's all their job is just to be a politician. And we didn't want that here in Indiana. So that's why we implemented a part-time legislature. And we have short and long sessions. Um, short sessions run from usually January to March, long ones from January up until April. When we're going through a long session, which we're coming up on here in 2021, it's long because we're currently uh, working on and we will be drafting and passing a biennium budget, two-year budget. Every two years we come back and we uh, write the budget. Education takes up more than 50% of it. Um, so when we come into situations where we're expecting this year to uh, have a shortfall in projected revenue, dollars are very tight. Sure. Um, oftentimes new money isn't given out at all. And that's the kind of situation we're heading into right now. And then short session is um, um, just follow on, um, just time just without the budget. Great. 
So how do you think the General Assembly will conduct business during this COVID environment? <laughs> That's a great question. That's a great question. So uh, Senate Pro Tem and uh, the Indian House Speaker got together and they created this um, Committee on Continuity is what it's being called. And they're being tasked right now and they're holding meetings to figure out how they're going to be able to, to conduct business um, when the legislature is currently scheduled to go in January. Um, so right now there's you know different talks about where they're even going to be able to hold session. Uh, there's talks of you know the Senate taking over the House and the House members going to Government Center South building. Wow. Um, you know committee hearing is going to be uh, restricted, not intentionally, but just because of logistics. Um, so it, it's it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Um, Per state statute, the legislature has to come together and convene on uh, the third Tuesday after the first Monday in November, which is called Organization Day. And it's there that committee assignments are doled out and leadership assignments are given. And it, it might, it, my prediction, November 17th is really where we're going to find out what is going to be taking place as far as the ground rules being laid out, where committees being held. Uh, bill numbers are being uh, limited, the number of bills a legislator can carry. Typically, the Senate was unlimited. The House usually has a cap at 10 during long sessions. Um, the Senate is now being capped at 10 as well. So, you know, it's, it, again, with, you know, with COVID-19 happening, revenues are down. So, you know, the unemployment insurance trust fund is upside down. We just borrowed another 300 million, I believe it was, from the feds to pay out unemployment. So, that's a loaded question. How's it going to play out? But it'll be interesting to say the least. But um, you know, we've got a solid agenda here at the IDA, and I think we're going to be successful. Good. What do you think will be the biggest issue in this uh, legislative season? Sure, definitely the budget is going to be number one. You know, um, education is going to be huge as well. Um, also interesting too with this e-learning that we've been doing recently in some schools. You know, it's really shown a light on the lack of broadband connection and access that some of these rural areas have. So, you know, some of these kids are learning from home, some of them don't have adequate internet. So I know Governor Holcomb just recently announced, I believe it was $51 million to expand broadband in these rural areas. But I think that's something we're gonna have to tackle. A recent report showed that almost 300,000 households across Indiana had, did not have basic access to internet. Um, so those children- that's, that's children just falling farther and farther behind. So again, budget's going to be number one, education, um, and um, yeah, it's, you know, not a lot of money. There's going to be, you know, a lot of, you know, programs that we need to fund. So it's going to be a very interesting session, to say the least. Hi. So let's shift gears now and uh, let's talk about legislative engagement, okay? Sure. All right. Um, what, what do you think, in your opinion, is the best way to... Uh, open up to engage to a local representative? Sure. Um, I think the best way is really getting involved at the local level. Um, you know, attending fundraisers, you know, going to, you know, meetings at the Chamber of Commerce, just inserting yourself civically at the local level, you know, even reaching out to your state legislature. Uh, legislator. Again, these are folks who have jobs. Um, they're in your community. Mm -hmm. They could be your dentist. They could be your doctor. Um, just reaching out, uh, maybe through a mutual friend, or you know, you can even contact their legislative assistant at the state house. Um, reach out to their office at the state house and introduce yourself and say, you know, make sure you say I'm a constituent of yours, and mm -hmm. I'd love to, 
you know, nine times out of ten, you're not going to get a no. I mean, you know, these people are social beings by nature. You're not going to run for office unless, you know, you, you know, you kind of have that extrovertness about you. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would definitely, you know, when campaign season comes along, you know, pay attention. You know, if you uh, can make a donation to a candidate that you may like, um, show up to one of their events. Mm -hmm. You know, you can even look to hosting an event, and that's something I think we'll talk yeah, about we'll later talk about as well. That. Yeah, good. So uh, maybe not everybody uh, in our viewing audience is familiar. What does IDPAC stand for, and uh, why is IDPAC important? That's a big part of your position here. Sure, yeah. So IDPAC is, of course, the uh, Indian Dental Association's Political Action Committee. That's what PAC stands for. And it is our essentially kind of campaign fundraising arm of the organization. And it allows us to uh, support candidates, um, you know, who will be um, champions of, you know, some of the causes from a policy and legislative standpoint we want to see uh, come to fruition. And, you know, it, it's important, you know, you look at the makeup of the State House right now, you know, we have one dentist currently serving out of 150 legislators. So, you know, I think we, and he's setting to retire. He, yeah. he I had, think that's something that we should work on. We yeah. should try to encourage more of that. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, IDPAC is a way to, you know, try to shore up some more of that representation, in, you know, in the State House and the General Assembly. So, I mean, it's very important. And, you know, we currently, you know, we're going through the uh, campaign season right now. Um, so we've been out and about, you know, meeting with different candidates, right. you know, expressing some of our concerns about, you know, what's happening in the dental field right now. And, um, yeah, it's never been a better time to get involved if, uh, you know, any of our members want to. So members have an opportunity to check off on their due statement to support IDPAC. Why is that so important to uh, support our PAC? Yeah, I mean, it's, it uh, keeps electricity on, <laughs> you know, so to speak. You know, there's a saying in the political world, you know, if you're not at the table, you're on the menu. Right. You know, so it's important that, you know, when you donate, you know, those money, uh, those dollars go to help strengthen, you know, uh, support for candidates that, you know, when they get into uh, office and in the state house here in Indianapolis, you know, they're one phone call away and, you know, it's, um, they'll be there to kind of champion us and what mm -hmm. we want to see happen. So would you mind commenting on a little bit how those people are selected that we, we support financially and, and not that it's Democrat, Republican? Sure, yeah, it's very you know, bipartisan um, uh, uh, way we go about deciding who to support. You know, whenever a bill is introduced, so for instance, you know, public health is a big committee of ours. Um, a lot of our bills will go through public health, some will go through insurance. Um, number one, you know, those in the dental field, of course, we'll reach out to and support, you know, because they have first-hand knowledge of these issues and, you know, they're, they're our biggest champions. Um, but also looking at key committee positions. So, you know, looking at who the chair of insurance might be, who the chair of public health might be. And, um, you know, really reaching out and supporting the candidates who, you know, are in a position to help see our uh, policy initiatives go through. So it's a very strategic approach. And again, Republican or Democrat, we don't care. Um, you know, we just want to uh, better the dental profession. Right. And since you're kind of new on the team, uh, in the past, historically, we, we watch how uh, the senators and representatives vote on bills that affect how we uh, do dentistry in the state of Indiana and how, right. how uh, that can have an impact on the citizens of Indiana. So we do uh, monitor that closely. Mm -hmm. 
Um, why don't you tell us uh, what is Dental Day at the State House and sure. why someone would want to attend Dental Day? Absolutely. So Dental Day at the State House is a day where we mark off on our calendar, invite all the membership to come, um, including dental students, the American mm -hmm. Dental Student Association as well. Um, it's really an opportunity for our members and students to get you know hands-on um, account and experience with how the sausage is made, if you will, at the State House. You know, we typically have different speakers throughout the day come and speak. Um, if we can, we'll do a visit with you know, Lieutenant Governor in the Governor's office. Um, we'll walk you through the House and Senate chambers, go through the committee rooms. You know, meet with some of your local representatives who may be there, and it really just get eyes on. I mean, you can you know read articles, watch you know the news about how business is done, but when you're actually there, it kind of fires you up a little bit when you see you know the process in play and. I think that's so important, especially if you have any interest in getting involved from a public policy standpoint, um, or if you're interested in getting involved at your local level and uh, politically, you know, you should definitely come to Dental Day, and um, it's a great learning opportunity. Yeah, I, I find it uh, really fascinating. I think being on the turf and see things in action, mm -hmm. uh, it's very impactful. And I think that the dental students that have joined us um, over the years, uh, it's been a, a favorite day of theirs because it's all new and. Uh, we want them to be engaged and learn early on so that as they progress in their career during their lifetime of practice that they, they get involved and, and stay involved and stay on top of the issues that can affect the way that uh, we practice dentistry in That's our right. state. Mm -hmm. So uh, another question we, we mentioned earlier, uh, how could the IDA help someone if they wanted to do a, a meet and greet legislative forum um, with uh, say House of Representative uh, candidate? Certainly, and this is uh, you know, something we do quite a bit um, already. Um, so if you're interested, you know, and you know, say there's an election happening or that, you, know, you just want to have a better relationship with your current um, elected official, definitely reach out to us. You know, we've, you know, between uh, the staff here at the IDA, we have you know, built up a quite a hefty Rolodex of legislative contacts and relationships that we've built over the years, and you know, we'd be more than happy to set that up. Reach out to the legislator on your behalf, um, or coordinate an introduction um, for you to him or her, and um, we can help plan it, schedule it, pick a date. You know, whether uh, the venue be at you know your local home, or if you want to do it, you know, at a restaurant. Um, just reach out to us. We'll be happy to coordinate. We'll do all the heavy lifting for you. And um, yeah, if you're interested, definitely reach out. We're here to help in any way. Yeah, I've done several in my office, my home, uh, here at the Indian Dental Association, the boardroom that uh, uh, we have downstairs, and uh, pretty easy to do. Have some uh, some drinks, some uh, light food, and we have access to uh, uh, the uh, IDDS or IDA members that would be in uh, your district and can uh, send out invitations to them to come and join, meet the representative, senator, whatever that's in your area. Uh, so that you can engage with them. I think it's so important to uh, for them to have uh, a face and name that they can call on to be a source of information if there are healthcare related uh, uh, bills or dental related bills specifically uh, so that they get information for us before making a decision uh, whether to support or not support a, a bill. Mm -hmm. yep. Um, I don't know, do you have anything else, any other comments that you'd like to make? Uh, I did. I thought of one thing that I want to add before we close, and that uh, our PAC um, 
has a ability to contribute, if you contribute as an individual to any state or federal candidate in their campaign, um, our PAC is willing to match your gift up to $1,000. So that can be very significant, especially for someone running from uh, uh, a district for, say, House of Representatives, um, uh, $1,000 gift of yours or whatever matched by the IDA doubles that money, and that, that's very significant for someone that's running for an office. That's right. And one thing I will, too, add, um, Dr. Wolf, is, you know, as we go into this upcoming legislative session, uh, it's incredibly helpful for me and some of us here on the legislative side of the House um, to have access to you all um, as we go into session. You know, I can, haven't been at the State House for many years, I can tell you when a lobbyist or government affairs uh, individual comes up to testify on a bill, it's always much more compelling when that individual can turn around and say, oh, by the way, here's Dr. Wolf to also talk on it. So the contact dental program, I know a lot of you guys are already involved with it. I encourage participation in that program. It's certainly going to help me, um, and it makes a much more compelling um, case, and you know, we can have actual practitioners of mm -hmm. dentistry at the State House helping to lobby some of these efforts. Yeah, that's really important. I'm glad that you uh, mentioned that. Well, Shane, um, I really appreciate all the work. Uh, you've only been on board a few weeks, but I know you're here early every day and you stay late every day. I admire your energy and passion uh, for what you do. I just appreciate the good work that you're doing for IDA, and thanks for taking some time today to talk about IDPAC. Thank you. Thank you for your leadership.